What's up, guys? I'm Jake Savage, and welcome to the Persuasion School Podcast. A little bit about me, if this is your first time here. I'm a salesman by trade. Very proud of that. I knocked on just about 100,000 doors over the course of seven years and got to learn a lot about persuasive communication, building rapport, overcoming objections, all of that great stuff uh, during my time as a door-to-door salesman. I transitioned directly from that job into where I work today, which is a company called Basemakers, and we are an outsourced sales team for emerging food and beverage brands. Today, I basically train people how to be more persuasive for a living through both Basemakers and this amazing podcast that you're listening to right now. So each episode features one crucial piece of information, something that's bite, bite-sized, easily digestible uh, as it pertains to persuasive communication. So today, one thing that I wanted to address was the importance of asking questions, not just in the beginning of the conversation, but throughout the duration of the conversation and not just asking questions in general, but asking implication questions. So a specific type of question to ask. Now to start, one reason why it's important for us to be asking questions throughout the entire conversation is to shift the role of the listener. If we're, if our goal is to persuade our audience to buy into whatever it is that we're offering. Maybe we're selling them something or maybe we're fundraising or we're campaigning. We're just trying to get our kids, you know, to to do something. Right? If we're trying to get our audience to buy into what it is that that we're offering, we need to incorporate more questions because a lot of times the guard will be up, especially if they know that this is a it was a preset meeting to come together and discuss whatever it was that you are offering. Their guard will be up knowing that you're going to try to persuade them. And that's fine, but it's our job to try to bring that guard down. So back to what I was saying originally. Asking questions shifts the listener's role. Because when the guard is up, they're spending their time while you're talking, usually thinking about their counter-argument. At least this happens a lot. doesn't happen all the time, but they are thinking about a counter-argument, and a lot of times they're, they're questioning the validity of your, your words. So they're focused on what you're saying, and they're thinking to themselves, can I trust what's being said? Is what's being said true? Oh, well, I just picked up on something, and I'm going to ask him about it as soon as he stops, because I don't think that that's right. And so, again, that, this is all because the guard is up. And they're doing that just to protect themselves, first and foremost. So it may not have anything to do directly with you. I think it's usually just to protect themselves from being sold, right? None of us like that feeling of being sold by somebody else. So the guard is up. We're protecting ourselves. So when we, at the person on the other side, when we ask questions, we're shifting the role so that they're no longer focused on um, presenting a counter-argument or questioning the validity of our words, they're focused on uh, thinking of an answer to the question that we've just asked. So the more questions that we can insert into our conversation, for one, hopefully, the more their guard will come down because they will be less focused on this counter-argument and more focused on providing an answer to the question. Two, 
asking more questions throughout the conversation will just help it to feel more organic and more natural. You know, think about when you feel the most comfortable, just in any setting. It's going to be with people that you trust. It's going to be with people that you know. It's going to be with friends and family, maybe sitting around the kitchen table or, you know, sitting on couches in your living room. And it just feels organic. It feels natural and you're able to converse um, with with no guards up, essentially. And so we, we want to create that same atmosphere when it comes to persuasive communication. We want to work hard to create that atmosphere, something that feels organic, something that feels natural. And, you know, they're going to relate that to times where they feel comfortable around their friends and family. And so we want to do that through asking questions. So we're creating a more organic conversation and we're shifting the role from them constantly thinking about a counter argument to more thinking about answers to our questions. So that's the, that's the first part there. The second part is asking an implication question. So this is going to give you the information that you need to better identify your audience's goals and needs so that you can have the flexibility to, to maybe shift what it is that you're talking about, right? To meet those goals and needs, those goals and needs. So when you ask a question, you're going to get an answer, but it's important that you follow that up with an implication question. And here's a quick example. If you're not sure what I mean, a great example is when it comes to cars. So somebody may be looking for a new car because theirs just happens to die on a regular basis. A few times a week in the morning while driving to work, the car dies. And that's a problem, right? And that's probably why they're looking for a new car. But what you want to ask is an an implication question. So what types of implications does that problem have on other areas of your life? Right, Because that's the real problem that they're trying to solve. It's not just that their car dies and they need something that's more reliable. It's that when their car dies, they're late for work. And when they're routinely late for work, they're putting their job security in jeopardy. So the problem that you need to solve as that car salesperson is not just a reliable reliable vehicle to get them from A to B. You are providing job security. That's the problem. And everything that comes out of your mouth thereafter should be focused on solving that problem. So when somebody says that, you know, my car just just dies and and it doesn't happen every morning, but it happens often enough where, um, you know, it's obviously a big problem. And that's why we're here looking for something new. Got it. Got this is my answer. Yep. Absolutely. I hear you. And when the car does die, how does that impact the rest of your day? What type of impact does that have on the rest of your day? And that's that's an implication question. And from there, you're going to get a much deeper answer, again, that, that highlights the real problem. And that real problem is something that you can you can tackle moving forward. And you know, I would just encourage you to think about this as it pertains to your industry outside of obviously car sales. I think that's just an easy example for us to understand. But it could be anything. You know, if you're you're fundraising, you're solving a problem. If you're selling software, you're solving a problem. And maybe that problem that they initial that they initially tell you when it comes to software is that it's not able to do one or more functions that they're looking for. Well, your next question should be, and what type of impact does that have on your organization's larger goals, not being able to perform those functions, right? The lack of the function is not the problem. It's the overall impact that it has. So again, When it comes to uh, trying to persuade others and persuasive communication, 
I want you to be thinking about asking more questions. One, it's going to shift the listener's role so that they're no longer thinking of a counter argument or trying to weigh out the validity of your words. They'll just be listening to what you're saying and then thinking of an answer to your question. Two, it's going to, to make that conversation feel more organic and more natural and less of a salesy sort of approach, less pitchy. It's just the two of you having an organic conversation, and that's going to help them feel more comfortable and bring that guard down. And third, you want to ask implication questions. The initial problem is not necessarily the one that you want to solve. And if you do, you're probably going to run into more issues. But if you can find that implied problem, the bigger problem that's behind the scenes, and if you can solve that problem, that's where you're going to be far more persuasive. So I would encourage you to give this a shot during your next conversation. Ask more questions, ask implication questions, and let me know how it goes. If you're looking for more content on persuasive communication, sales, fundraising, all that good stuff, you can find me on Instagram. I'm pretty active on there. It's at it's Jake Savage. And you can also send me an email directly, jake at jakesavage.co. Thanks.